The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host. John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Man, it is absolutely great to be with you guys today. Uh, this is episode 1018. We've been doing this for a little while, um, which isn't a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. Um, and I appreciate all you guys, all the hashtag CCs, the countdown crews coming through in the clutch. You guys are the absolute best. Appreciate all the support. Coach Cruz, you're the freaking man. Looking forward to hanging out later this weekend. This is going to be awesome. Um, now, a couple things I want to talk about today, and if you saw the title of the show, The Chase Young Effect, I want to talk about the impact that he is making in football, not necessarily the box score and why that is, but I want to talk about a handful of things dealing with the defense because I think there's some misnomers that are out there, um, and there's certain narratives that are starting to be created. Don't know where they're coming from exactly, um, but I, I want to talk through some of those things and what the Niners' defense is doing well, uh, what they're not doing well, and how things can continue on the path they are. Because, man, you look at it, since the Chase Young trade, you've allowed two touchdowns in three games. And it's not like you're playing bad offenses. Jaguars, Bucks, Seahawks. And the funny thing is, the, the only one that scored an offensive touchdown were the Bucks. And they're like, they're one of the worst. But uh, anyway, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll dive into that. Oh, Mosquito Killer. What's up, Sean? Yeah. Flexing on the jacket today. I got it in the mail. Uh, this is the new satin, uh, black satin starter jacket from Homage. Um, I freaking love this thing, man. And so like, I'm, I'm like back in my Texas days, right? I had the original starter pullover in Texas hot. It'd be like 95 degrees in August or 100 degrees walking to school. I didn't give a damn. I, we wore those jackets, whether it was 110, didn't care. Uh, the drip don't stop. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you want one of these bad boys, I have the link in the description of this video if you want to go get it. So if you're one of those people that's like, hey, I don't know what I want for Christmas and you know, family's asking you and stuff like that, dude, just tell them. Get you a starter homage jacket. Link's right there. It helps the sh show if you use our link. But, man, they just got great drip, whether it's, you know, T-shirts, hoodies, uh, stuff for the kiddos, stuff for the wifey. Doesn't matter. Uh, they got everything over there. So if you want to, obviously, you won't look this good. Let's just be honest. But you will look good. You will look good. What's up, Big Papa? Appreciate you guys. And as always, if you have some questions, um, please throw those in the chat. Let's do this. I always want the show to kind of go the way you guys want it to go. Um, and that, that's what I want to talk about. So the new news across the NFL, let's just be real. Flynn appreciate you. He says, Ertz is going back to the Eagles and we all know it. The question for, uh, the poll on YouTube for the live watchers, should the 49ers pursue Zach Ertz? 
Now, all these questions, you know, it's a simple yes or no, but it's much more convoluted than that. As every single issue is, that's just the way life goes. Right now, 78% say yes. 22% say no on the people that have currently voted. And again, you got to talk about finances. He gets waived. And because, you know, once you have the years that Zach Ertz has, usually you are a straight free agent. But when somebody gets waived, even if they do have vet status, after the trade deadline, you still have to clear waivers. So there's options here. The 49ers, along with 31 other teams, all have an option to claim Zach Ertz before the Eagles do. Now, the NFL also has some unspoken rules on how to conduct business or etiquette when claiming players like Zach Ertz. He got released by the Cardinals because he wants to play for a quote-unquote contender. That means if a team could claim him and be like, sorry, buddy, you're with us now, it doesn't really make much sense if you're like a bubble team or not there. So Zach can tell his agent, you tell the Falcons, no. You tell this team, no. They If they... If they claim me, I'm retiring, and I'm not playing for them. So you can kind of work some of those back channels, but it's reverse standings, right? So the 49ers could claim him before the Eagles do. However, if you do, you got to take that contract, which the contract's not bad this year. This year wouldn't really even be anything. According to uh, Spotrack, like, yeah, it, you, it'd be prorated. There's not that many games left. It'd be maybe $2 million. I don't have the calculator out, but it wouldn't be much. The problem is next year. That's where it gets weird, which this is where the 49ers issues are, right? Because you look at what his cap hit is next year. It's supposed to be 12 and a half. A lot of that's going to be taken away by the Cardinals, but you're talking about, man, you're seven, $8 million maybe with some dead cap money. I don't know how the Niners swing that. If the Eagles want to pay that, they could have them or another team could. But I think the most realistic option for the 49ers, if Zach Ertz is an option, if that's something that they want, which I do want, <laughs> let's just be honest. I mean, he's he's a Bay Area dude, played at Stanford. Yes, I want Zach Ertz on this team. However, however, at what cost? He'd be an awesome tight end three that you could use in kind of a slot, whatever. He's not the best blocker. You know, our our tight ends are better blockers. However, if an injury did happen to George Kittle, the offense could still fully function in the passing game because he's that damn good still. Um, he would be an added asset. Charlie Warner's not good in the pass game. Ross Dwelly, a little bit better, but still not used very much in the pass game. Ertz could be used in the pass game, any pass game at any point, even at his age and this point in the career, still pretty damn good. So... If the Niners are going to get Ertz, I think he clears waivers, contract gets wiped, you bring him back, incentive-based deal, one-year deal, he wants to win. The Eagles, if he had his choice, I, I think it's probably Eagles or Niners. I, I think it's one of those two teams. So we'll kind of see what that looks like. He's not going to clear waivers this week. It'll be next Tuesday, I believe. So everybody's got, you know, it doesn't matter now, but we'll have to see what that looks like. Um, I would love to have him. Not at his current contract, so I don't want – if I was the Niners, I'm not putting a waiver claim. I'm not jeopardizing next year Ayuk or Chase Young for a one- to two-year rental of Zach Ertz. I want him. I do. But not financially. Now, shout-out to 49ers cap, Jason Hurley. He is freaking the man. Um, he put out there a little cap update while we're talking about money. 
there's some likely to be earned money that could come back to the 49ers way next year. So we're talking about a little bit of extra gravy, which, hey, could cover some of that Zach Ertz thing if that's the route that you wanted to go. And it involves two players, um, Sam Darnold and John Feliciano, who's been getting a lot of talk lately. Sam Darnold has not played much. He's got some trash snaps. Not, not, not trying to be disrespectful, but anyway, if Darnold doesn't play 25% of the snaps this year and, or, or sorry, I shouldn't say and, or lead the team to a win as a starting quarterback to start the game and lead the team to a win, the 49ers will get back $1.8 million against the cap next year. That gets added. That's a likely to be earned extension. So the way that that works, I know we're getting a little cap heavy here, but that's okay. We're going to learn. If a player does something the previous year, so for example, Sam Darnold did play 25% of the snaps last year. Sam Darnold did start and lead a team to a win last year. So that counted against the cap this year for 2023. We've already paid that. But if he doesn't hit the, the bonus, then we get it attacked on next year. That's $1.8 million back to us that we get extra for 2024. John Feliciano, part of his bonus, 60%. He had to have a 60% snap rate on the year. Play one game, play some backup snaps, whatever else. He's not likely to hit that unless he started the rest of the year all the way out. He's not hitting that. So we're going to get back another $1 million right there. That's $2.8 million cap relief next year. Now you throw those numbers around and it's like, all right, $2.8 million. I, that's pennies to John Chapman. I understand. I'm just joking. I wish, man. Uh, I broke over here. I had to put this jacket on a layaway. Um, <laughs> uh, but whenever you put it to a player, so I looked forward to 2024 cap hits. That's Mitch Wisnowski's contract next year, 2.8 million. Mitch is a top three punter in the NFL currently. Yeah, John Chapman's come around on freaking Mitch Wisnowski, big time. I was pissed off whenever I was there at Nashville and they drafted him. Don't draft punters, don't draft kickers. But Mitch finally came into it and he's been a sending player. So you're basically getting a top three punter for free based on those two likely to be earned bonuses that are not likely to be earned at this point in the season. Um, so uh, just some interesting things to look at. You know, I always, I want to focus a lot on now, but also want to look forward uh, and talk about kind of those things and what that looks like. Uh, now, <laughs> what's up, Grand Day? So you got the black jacket, got it for me too, and the misses. Dude, I've had the wonderful pleasure of handing out hanging out with A and the Misses. Dude, they always look incredible. They dress, they are dressed to the nine every time and just positive people. Really appreciate you guys. Uh, anyway, uh, right here, uh, Anthony, what's up, man? Let's go. Rare chance to catch another live show. Double fire emoji. What's up, Anthony? Appreciate you guys. Uh, you guys are awesome. Yeah, coach, I'm going to go get that jacket. It's so freaking cool. Like, I, I'm sorry, man. Nostalgia is just, mm, I got to have it. And I know that this jacket in the past, the 49ers were on the back. And so I have that gold one, but this is cool, man. I freaking love this. And I don't care how hot it is in my house. I'm turning the AC on just so I can wear this jacket for probably the next week straight. Uh, sorry, wifey. I love you, uh, but I don't care. This jacket's not coming on. I'm going to go to the gym after this. I want to be running on the treadmill with this damn jacket on. JP hella hard. Member for one month. Appreciate it. Uh, he says, yeah, go get Ertz. Um, yeah, get them. I, I love it, man. Appreciate you, JP. How we doing, Josh? Appreciate y'all right here. Uh, Flynn, I should, I should have said Ertz wants to go back to the Eagles. It makes sense. I mean, he played there for a lot of his career, but he's from here too. So 
we're a contender as much as they are. We're going to find out this Sunday. I, I think those two teams make the most sense. It just makes sense, right? Um, and man, I keep seeing this poll question was blank for me. Um, I don't know what's going on with YouTube. I'm seeing several people have voted. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know why it's that way. And I apologize. It's basically you throw it in the chat if you want to. Should the 49ers pursue, pursue Zach Ertz? Yes or no? Um, Sean says definitely would want him. Sonia, what role would Ertz play on the Niners? What would that mean for War uh, Warner or Lath? I'm not sure who that is. Uh, Dwelly, probably. I think that he would be a passing game option that the 49ers have not had since we since we had Jordan Reed, and we never got to see, uh, you know, Jordan Reed and Kittle together. They never synced up. One was injured, or the other one was injured, and then it was done. But it gives you depth in the fact that if Kittle did go down, you still keep that tight end receiving threat option. Now he's not Kittle at this point in his career. Nobody is, but it just provides more insulation to the passing game for Brock Purdy. And I know that he's not a great blocker. He's not Warner. Warner's incredible. Maybe a little better than Dwelly, but the receiving prowess that he brings, that is useful. The vet savvy. I mean, this dude's won a Super Bowl. He's played so much in the league. Uh, he's incredible. So it would add a lot more depth to the explosiveness of this offense. Um yeah, and I, I would take Ertz over Ross Dwelly. Yeah, that's not even close. Um, Latu, he's on IR for the whole year. He can't play even if he wanted to. Football season may be over, but the action on the floor is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or fight for home playoff court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. And Prize Picks even offers injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players get injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry stays live. There's lots of bets. Stephen Curry, over 27.5 points. Draymond Green, will he make one three-pointer or no? Very easy things to bet. Download the app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the Prize Picks app today and use code 49ers for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, live and die 49. What's up, man? He says, John, love your show. Do you think Armstead reactivated his from, la from last year? If I recall, he missed some time during the last season. So couple things. Armstead had not one but two foot injuries on both feet. He had the one issue and then messed up the other issue. Like, it messed up the other foot completely. So, he had two issues. He did miss practice. And so, yesterday, Wednesday, missed practice. It was a foot injury. Shanahan was asked about it. He was kind of coy. Shanahan don't like talking about that kind of stuff. We'll find out because 
Yeah, I'm going to be really honest. I don't know. And shout out to Damien. He asked about this as well on Twitter. Just really honest. I do not know. Now, Wednesdays are usually the vet day where, you know, a lot of people don't play that have been around and there's no more vet than Eric Armstead and Trent Williams. Trent Williams had practiced like one one Wednesday all year. We don't know. So Thursday will be important. Friday will be important. But what I do know is Eric Armstead completed the game. He played the game. He was awesome all last week. Had a great game. I I just don't know. We will see. Now, it's not just us. And, yeah, injuries happen across the NFL. And one of the things I keep monitoring this week is what's happening with the Eagles. They've got some major issues. Fletcher Cox still not practicing, and they've already, they're on Thursday practice. So Fletcher Cox didn't practice again today. Zach Cunningham, their linebacker, didn't practice again today. And Dallas Goddard did not practice again today. So those three players, that's rough. Fletcher Cox, I'm just going to be very honest. There's a favorite of everything, right? My favorite Eagles player is Fletcher Cox. I love this dude. I loved him coming out of college. He's a damn good player. Respect what his resume. I hate the damn Eagles. I hate their team. I hate their faces. I hate their uniforms. Not the Kelly Green ones. Hate all the other ones. I hate the Eagles. I do like Fletcher Cox. And having said this, and this is kind of my stance for all games. I want everybody to play. I want both teams at their best. And let's freaking figure it out. Let's see who the best is. Now I'm biased. I, mean, I know you can't tell by what I'm wearing and all the red and gold around. But... Are the 49ers better than the Eagles? Yes, I think so. I do. I actually do think that they are the better team. But I want to see it. We didn't get to see it in the NFC Championship. That sucked. That's an opportunity missed for the football world. Shout out to the Eagles. They won. They won. Was it fair or whatever? Don't care about none of that. They won. They got to move on. We did it. But it's like like you go to this expensive-ass restaurant. And you order this expensive meal, and they bring out these two little, like, small, and it's just like, this ain't going to fill me up. I'm from the South, man. Like, I need extra food. That's what the NFC Championship game was like because we we didn't get satisfied. Uh, You can play a game, and you can lose a game. That's one thing. We didn't get that. You know, you look at the other NFC Championship losses or whatever, the Super Bowl loss. Yeah, they all hurt, but we lost. We lost for what reasons, you know, you talk about Garoppolo, you talk about the points given up by the defense, you talk about the Jaquaski tart dropped in. There's so many things you talk about, but you lost. Eagles, man, I didn't feel like we lost. Yeah, we lost, but like we didn't get beat. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just different. So I want this game. I don't want, and I know who Funga's out. I know probably Dallas Goddard's out. They got some guys out too, but I want both teams as close to full strength as possible let's do it man like (laughs) let's just be real it's funny because whenever i was a teacher to coach i I would tell people all the time like i'm not a teacher anymore so i can say this and i would tell my guys this on the football team like look we're a team we protect each other we're family i understand you're all teenage boys and i understand stuff's gonna happen sometimes and let's just be honest sometimes fights happen Fighting in and of itself, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. I've had this conversation with my son. Now, you don't start fights. But at some point, something happens when you got one person and one person and both people want to fight and you're in an environment where you can fight. Not that I ever set this up, but I think that something happens when you got two people that just go at it and then the fight's over and then you move on. 
And that's what has been robbed of this 49ers versus Eagles rivalry. Everybody's talking all their trash, Debo and, you know, their rookie and Hassan Reddick. Like, everybody talking. Why? Because it wasn't solved on the field. Now we get that chance. Closure will take place one side or the other. And, yeah, there's a very real possibility that the Eagles are going to win this damn game. They're damn good. I don't, I don't think they're better than the 49ers, and I do actually think the 49ers will win. I've bet accordingly. Vegas is betting accordingly as well. Mm. I don't know. I want, I want to see it. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, like, I want to be measured, and I want to know, are the Eagles better than the 49ers? If they are, we can deal with that, and we can move on. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Um, ah, right here. Yeah, Thomas says, you know, the year Sherman missed a bunch of time is a good example of this. We got a lot of money back the following year. We got a lot of money for Jimmy G back this year. If you look at the adjusted cap numbers, the 49ers have the largest payroll in the NFL, but we're allowed to because of how smart Parag Morante, you know, the bonus structure with John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, what they do with players we get to have, I think we have an extra $16 million on the cap this year. That's huge because of these adjusted gross likely to be earned uh, bonuses that just haven't been paid. And so that's huge. That, that makes sense right there. So th thank you, Melissa. I appreciate all you guys uh, right here. David says, I still have my black starter jacket for the 90s, but with the SF patch on the back, love that jacket. Man, you wear one of these out in public, especially at a Niners game. Whew. Man, it gets it gets going. You get some comments, man. You do not get to go incognito. Um, but that's okay. I'm not an incognito guy. Darren, my friend. What's up, my friend? Uh, uh, here you go. To help pay off that sick jacket, John. I did say I put it on layaway. Thank you, Darren. You guys are the best. Say hey to Jen for me. Uh, really appreciate you guys and your friendship. You are the best. Um, let's see here. Michael says, don't think they should pursue him. Let him pursue us. I like this. Ooh. Ooh. Don't put in a waiver claim. Let them clear. Say, hey, baby, you want some? We right here. You want to win a championship? Come back home. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I like that. Uh, Melissa, why do we always want to pay outsiders, but not guys that are here to kill themselves for the Niners like Juwan Jennings, who barely gets one-year tenders? So Jennings can't be paid next year either, but I'm with you. The Niners have done a really healthy job of balancing promote from within, you know, look at the guys we have given these huge contracts to, you know, Eric Armstead, Kittle, Debo, Warner, like these guys that we have created and molded from draft, develop, extend. But also, it's one foot in, one foot out. You're not full-on Rams that just go straight mercenary style. That's not what you're doing. You do bring in some guys, Trent Williams, CMC, Javon Hargrave, right? So you got to balance those things and make sure that guys that you bring in know their role, right? Don't don't outstep. Don't overstep. Know who you are here. And we want you here. And you get these guys and you get like Javon Hargrave, who I think, you know, coming from the Eagles, that dude, like he came over and I don't know if you know this about Javon Hargrave. He's quiet, chill. He's a quiet, chill dude. And he said, you know, I was looking forward to building these relationships and all this stuff, but it's just different here. Like, we're family. And so he's like, I feel closer to these guys than I have a lot of teammates. He was with the Steelers, 
wonderful run organization. He was with the Eagles. Wonderful run organization. Not talking bad on those, you know, how they handle their business. It's just different here. It's different. So you can bring in some of that and not lose your culture, but do you do too much of it? And so does bringing in Zach Ertz take somebody else away? It does if you claim them on waivers. It does not if you get them to come on a cheap deal. And I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think anybody's going to pick up that. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody's going to pick up that contract. I, I really, really don't. Grand A, what's up? He says, wife said you were a dancing buddy for a little bit. Oh, man, I, I'm going to have a good time, especially out of our parties. Every freaking time. There's no doubt about that. Um, which was cool having my wife there. Uh, we, we, we didn't get a dance together. I put her to work too much. She was working. Uh, but she, she was running you know, check in and all that stuff, which was crazy because in Seattle, you know, we had 350 plus people. Good Lord. Um, here we go. He says, coach, do we get a code for the Jack? The hyperlink isn't clickable. Oh no. Um, I apologize. Just copy and paste that in there. It should be, but I don't know why it's like that. I apologize for that. Uh, John Chapman's not good at most of these things. I am good about football and talking football though, hopefully. So let's do that. Let's talk about Chase Young. Uh, CBS released an article. Shout out to David, uh, David and Dogs for letting me know he, he's the man. Chase Young was interesting. You, you got him on a cheap deal. You got him for no money. You gave up a third round comp pick that we got for a coach leaving. Didn't even lose a player. Got him cheap. Comes in, awesome. This last week didn't even show up into the box score. No tackles, no assisted tackles, no pressures. I'm sorry, he had one pressure. But the effect that he brings, and, you know, we go through the film, just put up the defensive film from the Seahawks game. That first half against the Seahawks on Thanksgiving, the defensive performance, might have been the best defense I have seen since I started this show about eight years ago. It, I really think we're to that point. And I know a lot of people are like, fire Steve Wilkes and all that stuff, like, Man, shut the hell up with that. Like, I'm telling you right now, this past week, the first half performance, arguably the best defensive performance I have ever seen from the 49ers in a long damn time. And I know that's like hyperbole and like, oh, I'm sorry. There were no plays that were positive for the Seahawks besides a one-handed catch on a slot fade, which is always going to be available against this defense, no matter who the DC is, no matter who the nickel corner is, it's just a vulnerability on the board. Defense is that damn good. Now, what has made it that good? Yeah, Steve Wilkes adjustments, Ambry Thomas balling out. We lose Hufunga. You bring in the rookie. Not that the rookie is playing at Hufunga's level. He's not, but I did like his tape. I really did. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Chase Young seems to be the difference, or at least one of the differences, and rightfully so. Uh, he's damn good. Now, how can Chase? How can the defense change when Chase Young literally got no statistical impact whatsoever in the game? Well, box score always leaves a lot to be wanted. But what I can say is this, and this goes back to Melissa's comment, like bringing outside guys in. Chase Young bought in. I know that's easy to say. Yeah, I haven't talked to Chase Young. I don't know him. Whatever. You watch the tape, it speaks volumes. This dude is running pick plays like freaking Carl Malone back in the 90s at the top of the key. 
you look at two or three of the sacks that the 49ers got, it's because of Chase Young, not because of the pressure Chase Young got, because he didn't. You know, we ran a stunt where Chase Young lined up and picked two offensive linemen, literally grabbed one and ran into the, grabbed a tackle and ran into the guard. And then Fred Warner dips around and got a half sack. And I mean, it's hard to do sacks with this team because everybody's getting there at the same time. But Chase Young wasn't there this week. But he was paving the way for so many of these other guys. So how do you go get, I don't I don't want to call him mercenary. He didn't come here on his own. Like I'm pretty sure he was happy when he got traded here. But it wasn't his choice. This was done by their front office and our front office. It's not like he chose here. It's not like he chose more money. He's not getting more money. He's getting the same. But whenever you bring this dude in, that's the former number two overall pick, and you tell him, hey, we're going to run stunts. You're going to be the decoy. You're going to open up the pathway for Eric Armstead, Fred Warner blitzing off the edge, and Javon Hargrave. And you see it work, and you see him celebrate as if he was the one that got the sack himself. This dude got up and did the Javon Hargrave kick down the door symbol before Javon Hargrave did on the sack that he got. It's culture. It's unselfishness. It's bringing all this stuff together. And it's freaking incredible. And so, like, again, the Chase Young effect is real. What's up, Big Poppy? He says, thanks for the Chase Young info. Listen to this. Since Chase Young has been traded for, we only have a three-game sample size. You got the Jaguars, you got the Bucks game, and you got the Seahawks game, right? Small sample size. Complete domination defensively. Complete. 61% team pressure rate. Even plays whenever he's not out there. Why does that matter? How could you give Chase Young credit? He's not even on the damn field. Why? Because those guys are fresh now. The rotation is built in. It's a factory. Henry Ford would be proud. 15% sack rate sounds like a low number, but if a team's throwing the ball 30 times, that's five sacks a game, which is what the 49ers are averaging since you've traded for Chase Young. Not that he's getting the sacks. Dude's opening lanes. Uh, th this is probably the best stat of all. The 49ers have allowed a 56.4 opposing passer rating since Chase Young has been acquired. That's damn good. That's out of 158. Now, one of my favorite, um, oh man, I hope I have this right here. I, I don't want to have to refresh it. Yeah, here we go. Now, QBR is another way to look at the NFL. Geno Smith had a 14.9 QBR against the Niners on Thanksgiving. I'm thankful for that. Good Lord. That is dog trash. Geno Smith sucks, man. <laughs> now, that didn't have much to do with Chase Young, but he definitely affected the game. Really, really did. Bosa has 22 pressures since Chase Young um, has been acquired. Eric Armstead has 16. Are you kidding me? 22 pressures in three games. That's nuts. Now, if we look at what he's been able to do all year, right? So here we go. I'll pull it up. He has 66 pressures. He got 22, exactly one-third of those, in those three games. It, how much of that is the bye week? How much of that is, you know, you go through the bye week, you implement some new things. How much of that is Ambry Thomas? The show very easily could have been the Ambry Thomas effect. Dude's playing some sticky, sticky coverage. And it's just, it just completely feeds into everything that this team is doing. Now, I, I talked about how Eric Armstead has 16 pressure since Chase has shown up. He only has 36 on the year. So it's, it's, it's 
more than a third. It, it just all clicked one piece away. And we saw this in 2019, different DC, different personnel, all those things. When D Ford was healthy, what happened? I mean, it was just, it was chaos back there, right? Different DC, different personnel. The only things that stayed the same is Bosa, Armstead, Koseric. That's it. But you get the extra just flavoring, eh, whatever you want to call it. Seasoning. Ugh. I freaking love it, man. Papa says, you know, that acts like one person as far as success goes. It's all together, man. It's all together. Uh, Mickey says, will Bill Jr. be in rotation? I sure as hell hope so. Special teams-wise is probably his thing. Maybe five to seven snaps. If there's a third and 15, man, send the rook out there. Just tell him, bend off the edge. <laughs> That's what I would do. Probably not a lot of defensive snaps, but I, I don't know what's going on in practice. Um, We'll see. We'll see what that looks like. Now, um, I did put in a big bet this morning, which I'm, I don't know, I feel pretty good about. But if you haven't bet yet, here's what you got to do. You know sports, and you pick winners all the time. So why not get paid for them at MyBookie? MyBookie has the biggest online selection of odds, contests, for all your sporting and betting needs anytime, anywhere. You can bet on NFL, NCAA, or, this is pretty fun, I love this, you can bet for the fences, um, buy on the all-new money bag. So what happens is, you go. it's a one-of-a-kind type of opportunity. You just place your bet, spin the wheel, and you get ready to score epic odds on teams, athletes, events, all those things. It just increases those. So it's like a bonus spin to give you even better payouts and better odds, better chances to win. All you got to do is sign up for free today. Use promo code 49ERS or scan the QR code next to me, and you can claim a deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. Again, that's promo code 49ERS to claim your deposit bonus. It's not just a sports book. It's a community. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. All right, now uh, my two-team teaser bet that I do every Thursday, usually a two or three, and I, and I hate this. So tonight you've got Seahawks at Cowboys. No matter what, the 49ers going to win, right? I, I can't root for either one of these two teams, but I'm taking the Cowboys. I'm doing a two-team plus seven teaser. I'm taking the Cowboys plus uh, minus two and a half points. So if the Cowboys win by more than a field goal, and then I'm taking the 49ers plus four and a half versus the Eagles. I freaking love both those bets. So I bet pretty big. Uh, usually I only do five to ten dollar bets, uh, whatever I recommend them for our Patreon channel and for the 49ersrush.com where we put all of our bets up. Man, our last two weeks, yeah, we've we've tripled up, baby. <laughs> um, so hoping that that keeps going. But once we get to this point in the season, man, thoroughbreds get paid. And I think the Seahawks suck. Cowboys are playing some great football because they're not playing anybody really good. Uh, and they're playing at home. I think the Seahawks. I think they've been exposed. Gino, I think the time is like almost over. I could be wrong there. But anyway, um, check that out. If you want to bet with us, we'll put all of our bets over on the 49ersrush.com. Just join that Jerry Rice tier and above. Uh, I'll have all of our bets up later this week, which I'm pretty excited about the opportunities that are ahead. The Niners have showed what they want to do, and they are consistently doing it, and we're taking advantage of a lot of that. Um, so anyway, y'all yeah, can stick stick with us there, make some money with us, hopefully. Josh, what's up? If Josh is going to talk, he's going to talk about Robert Bill Jr. He says, when Bill plays, he's going to make people forget Drake Jackson. I think he's already forgot, man, and I hate that. 
you know, that tape was bad. And so shut down back to back years. It hurts. It hurts. And I hate that. Um, I hate that right here. Carlos, how long until Oren Burks is dethroned by one of the rookies D winners or Jalen Graham? Um, I don't think it's happening this year. One D winners is just still playing will linebacker. So that's not an option. D winners is just a backup to Dre Greenlaw. Um, and even if Dre Greenlaw went down, I think they still move Oren Burks over Jalen Graham is playing the Mike spot in the same spot. So Jalen Graham would be the one, but based on what we saw in preseason, Jalen Graham and D winners splash amazing players. A lot of inconsistencies, a lot of big plays given up. It's not the Shanahan way. It's just not. So the only way that that could take place is in the offseason. I think even with an injury to Fred Warner or Dre Greenlaw, I don't think we're going to see those rookies. I think we see Oren Burks or we see DFF. And it's weird because, you know, you watch the Seattle Seahawks, rookies all over the place. You watch the Eagles, rookies all over the place. It's just a difference in philosophy. Shanahan, and this was a D.C. thing way back with Sala. This was a D.C. thing with uh, D'Amico. And now it's the thing with Steve Wilkes. Man, rookies can get a shot with injuries. That's it. That's it. What rookies are playing this year? The kicker? <laughs> That's it. I mean, you're not seeing anybody. Like, like, we can go through. The only rookie we're seeing was because of the Huff injury, right? And, man, Jair Brown, that dude, he's freaking balling out. Jake Moody, kicker. Uh, Cameron Latu, he's on IR, can't play. Daryl Luter Jr., special teams only. Robert Bill just got activated, probably special teams only. D. Winters, special teams only. Braden Willis, special teams only. Ronnie Bell, special teams only if Brandon Ayuk gets hurt. He's still only taking snaps at the true X, the Brandon Ayuk spot. He's not taking slot snaps uh, behind Jennings. He, he's not taking Debo steps. He's just taking Ayuk snaps. Jalen Graham, special teams only. Now, you look at... Here, I'll pull it up. Let's play the Eagles. Let's talk about the Eagles. Team draftees, the rookies. Jalen Carter's playing 10 games. Nolan Smith's played 11 games. Uh, Sidney Brown, they're kind of Hufunga light. Their safeties played all the freaking time. Ringo, their corner... He's getting some corner snaps, but mostly special teams. Like, they're playing their guys. Seattle's playing their guys. Kyle Shanahan, red shirts. I don't want negatives. They'll learn in practice. They'll learn, and when they get their opportunity, we'll see if they serves it. Um, oh, did I miss something? Uh, Burks is out for the season. I apologize if I missed that. Uh, major apologies. I'm not seeing that anywhere. And if that is the case, that is bad news. I just finished the film breakdown. Um, I want to make sure we're right here. Not saying you're incorrect, but uh, I, I'm not seeing any of that. So uh, apologize about that, Roger. I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing uh, Odom. George Odom is out. Yeah, yeah. George Odom is out. That's the safety. That's huge. Um, so special teams, you need some help there. I want it to be Taylor Hawkins. We'll find out the day before the game. Saturday, they'll announce who's being moved up um that that one's gonna be interesting to see because you got to get some safety yeah you, you need safety help you have no depth gibbs been awesome jair brown man let's talk about jair brown um you know you talk about just how he played in two games now he's really played six quarters 
But man, he's been really, really good. Now you look at the what's it called? He was the seventh highest rated player, played 56, all 56 snaps against the Seahawks. Finished with a 73.9 grade, uh, five tackles, one missed tackle. Yeah, he got juked. Just like Hufanga. It was like the same damn play. His ACL just didn't bust. Swing pass to the running back out in the flat. Jair gave him a two-way go and just got shook. Um, it was bad. I mean, he didn't even get a hand on him. The one good thing was he did force the ball carrier to cut inside to the linebackers, which helped. But, again, we're talking Jair Brown. He gave up three catches on three targets for 13 yards. <laughs> like, that's awesome. That's really, really good. You look at his numbers as far as coverage, great, great. 69.4, nice. Run defense, 68.5, solid. Like, he's just solid. There were a few plays that he cut in on some in-breaking routes with some really good coverage, even disguised a quarters to a cover three, which was really, really good. He buzzed down, and I was like, ooh. And I was, I was, you know, breaking down the play. And I'm like, quarters coverage, ooh, no, it's not. Uh, he got me. He got me. <laughs> which I like that from the rook and the violence. You go back and you watch, you know, Jair Brown and Penn State. That dude would come up and just slam people. You know what I mean? You put him in the gold line, which we never got to see with um, the Seahawks because they couldn't get that close. But it's like he loves being in the goal line because he wants to play a linebacker. He's a safety. He's got speed. He's a ball hawk, all those things. Dude wants to be a linebacker. He wants to be a sledgehammer. And we, I saw it a few plays. DJ Dallas. Man, how big is DJ Dallas? I'm curious about this because whenever I, you look at him, and that dude is a freaking bowling ball. 5'10", 214. He's a big dude. And there was a play where he went straight up the A-gap. Linebackers got reached. Jair Brown comes down and just freaking, whew. Not so much that like he like destroyed him or anything like that. It was just two heavyweights freaking full speed, lowering their shoulders, perfect form. Wham! Like you felt it on the tape. Next play, he goes out and does the same damn thing again to a tight end. And it's like, all right. Like, He's putting his stamp on his play style. And that's huge for a young buck that's getting to start on this defense. And now you're starting to transition from the things that you love seeing him do at Penn State, completely different level. I know Big Ten's for real, and he played against some elite talent. I get that. But transitioning the way in which you play and leaving your impact in college to now primetime NFL, Thursday Thanksgiving game on the road? Whoo, right? Like, that's huge. And so you're starting to see the things that we fell in love with. The 49ers trade up for one draft pick this year. One. In fact, the 49ers have traded up for one draft pick in two years. Only once. Jair Brown. It's starting to pay dividends. And damn, damn good draft pick so far. Um, have not done Flynn says, how was looter on special teams last week? Incredible. I've, I've done all the offense and defensive breakdowns so far. Uh, my special teams breakdown I'm going to do in the morning. Um, so that will be available on the 49ersrush.com and on, uh, what's it called? Uh, our Patreon channel, but uh, let's just, I'll, I'll jump to the PFF scores really, really quick. He was the third highest rated player. Samuel Womack won. Yeah. Who would have guessed that? Him coming back, playing 18 snaps, highest-rated player. Ronnie Bell, two. Bell's been a beast. And Daryl Luter, three. Freaking every time, man. And, you know, to somebody brought up D-Winners earlier. 
lowest rated player on special teams. He got 19 snaps, lowest rated. DFF, right there next to him. So, Roger, thank you, brother. Appreciate you, man. Uh, he says, yeah, sorry. He was talking about Odom. Sorry about that. Flynn, he says, sorry if I'm being annoying. Be annoying, man. This is our team. This is the biggest week of the year. Be annoying. I don't give a damn about that. No precedent set here. He says, I'm just stoked he's playing finally. He was my favorite draftee. He was, he was fun, man. And it was easy because it was hard to get excited when you don't have a first-round pick. You don't have a second round pick. We don't even have our third round pick. We have comp picks in the third round, but then they traded up. It was easy to get excited for them. It really, really was. Now this upcoming year, we're always trying to balance future and past. 49ers have a first round pick. They have their second round pick. They have their third round pick. They have a third round comp pick. And they got all these other picks. How many picks are we up to? I think we have We got a ridic- 12 picks currently. 49ers schedule for 12 picks. Draft's going to be in Detroit. I'm going to be there. I don't have tickets up yet. I'm going to get a player to come out with us, a current player from the current roster to come party with us. So anyway, for your last weekend of April, y'all clear your calendars. We're going to party up in Detroit for the 49ers draft. I want to pull all the stops out on this one because I love the draft so much and we haven't had it <laughs> in a long damn time. So uh, anyway, uh, we're going to be up in Detroit. We're going to get an awesome venue already uh, in talks with some people out there, and uh, we're going to set that up. But if you are not coming, and you come into any games this year, a couple things real quick. We are going to be throwing a huge party next week. The 49ers host the Seahawks. That could be another hat and T-shirt type of game. We could clinch the division next week. We did it last year against the Seahawks. It would be pretty awesome. And again, I put this out there on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I was flexing on them. I don't give a damn. 49ers going to be the number one seed in two weeks in the NFC. I, that's what I believe. I do think the 49ers are going to win. I think they're the better team. And I do think we're going to beat the Seahawks next week. That is a poor matchup if Geno Smith is playing. And I think the Cowboys are going to beat uh, the Eagles in Dallas. Those are the things I think that are going to happen. I think the Eagles are really damn good. but. I think the Niners are going to be the one seed in two short weeks. So if you are going to the Seahawks game at Levi's, come party with us. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. We're going to have it all set up. Food, catered, drinks, uh, bartenders, giveaways, family-friendly as always. 18 and under, get in free with the ticketed adult. Uh, and if for some reason you can't afford a ticket, reach out to me. 49ersRushPodcast.com. I'm sorry, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Help us set up. That'll cover your ticket. We ain't in this for the money, but... We do throw premium parties, and I got to pay for everything. So if you cannot buy a ticket and you can't afford it, reach out to me. Help us set up. Help us tear down. Help with trash. Help with ice. Help with something. Uh, We're a community. I have my son out there. Uh, Come join us. Now, some of the other parties that we've had, we're going to have Patrick Willis hanging out with us in Arizona. That's only two short weeks away. Really, really pumped about that one. So go get your tickets now. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Come party with us. Uh, really, really pumped about that. Big Papa, you make me look forward to uh, maybe going to Detroit or at least being live whenever you're in Detroit. I haven't been to Detroit. I'm going to be honest. But I got some buddies that live up there. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about that. Look at this, Alex, my man. says, F the Seahawks. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. And here's the thing. For tonight's game, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Niners win no matter what. Now, I'm not rooting for the Cowboys. I can never do that. It would help the 49ers if the Cowboys win. 
because it gives us that extra benefit and extra gain cushion over the NFC West. And if the Cowboys win, it helps them again. It hurts the Eagles, which anything that hurts the Eagles, I mean, Cowboys, let's just be honest. You beat them by 32 points. We talk about matchups, right? All, all the freaking time. And there are certain teams that just do not match up by any stretch of the imagination. Right here. Tell them, Will. This league is all about, you know, each week is matchups and different things. So there we go. And 49ers for Seahawks, that ain't a matchup that's fair. 49ers versus Cowboys, that ain't a matchup that's fair. It's not. It's just not. So I don't care about the Cowboys or Seahawks. And here's my question to you. Would you guys rather – ooh, ooh. I don't even know how to pose this without pissing somebody off. Somebody's going to get mad at me right now. But this is where the dark – corners of john chapman's mind go and i apologize let's say hypothetically i just told you the 49ers will be the number one seed in two weeks okay so keep that there okay here's the question <laughs> sorry about this this is gonna make some people gonna turn the channel off let's say hypothetically the 49ers did not get the number one seed okay who would you rather have the number one seed the dallas cowboys or the eagles if those are your options who would you rather have the one seed eagles or Cowboys? Would you rather travel to Philly in January, or you want to go to Dallas? Yeah, I, I want to see what y'all put in there. Who would you rather have? And again, I just said the 49ers will be the one seed in two weeks. Y'all hold me to that, and y'all call me out if I'm wrong. I think that's going to happen. And right here, yeah, yeah, Cowboys, Cowboys, not even close. Dallas, uh, I, I respect Dallas because... You can't type Cowboys, Thomas, and it hurts just to type them, so you type Dallas. It's better. I feel you. Coach, I'd rather go Dallas. Cowboys, yeah, travel to Cowboys because it'll be a blast. Take the And, again, that's my home, you know. And wherever the 49ers do go, whether we're hosting, which we will be for week one for sure, week two probably, uh, or there's a bye week, we're throwing 49ers rush road trip parties, whether it's home or away. I don't care. I do not care. Um this is a priority for me. Now, let me just say this. The flex dates scare me for the last week of the year. And initially, um, we were planning on doing the last home game. I'm pulling that. And so I apologize. I've already reached out to people that bought tickets, and we've already been refunded and all that stuff. So that's done. We're not doing the last home game against um, as far as like a home tailgate. Because I understand right after that, I'm probably going to be doing three to four consecutive trips in a row. And I don't want to do that to my family. Plus, the flex date makes it weird. And I've got a weird, not a weird, I've got a family issue based on one of those days. So we're, we're pulling the plug on the last one. I'll be at the game probably, but uh, we're not going to be doing a home tailgate host for that last Rams game. Um, because I got to get ready for the playoffs. And there's a family issue that... Basically, if the freaking NFL would just pick their damn dates. Dallas, Jerry World all day. Love this. Cowboys, hands down. Alex says, I'm going to puke saying this, but Dallas, they have a roof and they can't beat us. Yeah, I, I'm with you. And plus, I'm not going to Philly. Like, I'm never going there again. Like, that, that's it. Ed, not even close. Everybody, it's it's all it's all done. It's all done. And we could beat Dallas anywhere. Yeah. 
We have to handle business either way, Sonia says. Eagles owe us one, and Dallas, we beat them three times in a row. Yeah, I think we all agree there. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Now, I did get this cool question from Jared. He asked the question, which current or former NFL player has the best nickname? And, and, you know, Niners got some pretty cool names in there. The Inconvenient Truth. Are you kidding me? Frank Gore. One of the highlights of my life was introducing him onto the stage. And, you know, I went full like WWE. At least I hope I did. It felt that way up here anyway. But the Inconvenient Truth, that's awesome. Joe Cool, talking about Joe Montana. Primetime. I'm not a Dion guy, but uh, that's a pretty cool nickname. Flash 80, Jerry Rice. But if you get outside the 49ers, there's some cool ones. Uh, Mag- Megatron, Mean Joe Green, Beast Mode. I love Marshawn Lynch. I know he wasn't a Niner. The Sheriff for Peyton Manning. That one was didn't catch on too much. Sweetness. Oh, I like sweetness. That's high up there. Nigerian Nightmare. Oh, Christian Okoye. Are you kidding me? Uh, the Deacon. Refrigerator. I mean, there's just the Cowboy. Yes. Which, which names am I missing? And Big Papa's never going to die on this hill, and I appreciate you. Um, Green Lot. Anytime Dre Greenlaw makes a play, Big Papa comes up. He calls him Green Lot. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Dante Hitner, the Hawk. Yes. What other names am I missing? Uh, because, yeah, right here, Flynn. The Inconvenient Truth, all time. Also love Grave Digger. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Grave Digger. I mean, it's just really good. Ben Winter Coats. <laughs> that's pretty good. Ocho Cinco. That's like his legal name. And I appreciate everything that guy does. Uh, the original human joystick, Ricky Running Waters. Oh, Eric Sleeping with the Enemy. Oh, that's pretty good. That sounds like a fantasy name. Um, but yeah, I, I think my favorite nickname all time that's non Niner is the Refrigerator. Like Perry, are you kidding me? Like he's got a nickname of the nickname, and we all know it the Fridge, right? Like Refrigerator Perry, the Fridge. Like that is just. Mm. Oh, I freaking love it. Yeah, right here. Chicken Neck uh, Hank. Yes, Burton Hanks, baby. Barry Bananas Foster, The Fridge. That's my number one. If I got to go with one, that's number one for me. It's just, yeah, The Bus. Oh, man, I missed that one. Talked about Detroit, and I left off freaking The Bus. You know, we did the 1994 watch parties all offseason where we went through the entire 49er season, and we got to see Jerome Bettis play as a rookie. He was as advertised, man, from early on. Uh, I've never heard this nickname, but I might be using it from now on. Fonzie, Talanoa Motherfunga. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, right here, Wood, didn't Fridge have a G.I. Joe? I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see here. Uh, Sean, he says, John, have you heard Croc talking about his guest guy, Winkler? Yeah, big fan of Winkler. Winky Wednesdays, yeah. Um, big fan of both those guys has guessed every game right so far, including the preseason. Hey, he's a smart guy, man. Uh, so no problem with that. And so I'm pretty sure he's going to pick the 49ers. Everybody's picking the Niners. And you know, one of the things I keep doing all week is I just keep refreshing my bookie to see where the line is. Cause it started off. The Niners were negative one or sorry. The Niners were getting a point. Then right after the, the game, it just keeps, oh, they're no, negative three now. And, and I put on there the 49ersrush.com and our Patreon page, if you're going to bet the spread, bet it now because it's not going to stop there. 
And that was at two points, maybe two and a half. It's already up to three. Three points and two and a half points. World of difference. Because once you win by a field goal, you get paid. The other one, you win by a field goal, you don't get paid. So now they've crossed that threshold. And it's not going to stop there. I think that this spread will end at minus three and a half to four points. Hmm. Yeah, it's just going to keep going. So if you are going to bet this, I'm just saying, you might have you might have waited too long. Might have waited too long. Right here. Thank you. Yes, Fridge did have a GI Joe. Good call. Oh, the stat this show, even with the Wayne show that we did earlier, it's just all freaking nostalgia, baby. I absolutely love it. You guys are the best. All right, we're gonna wrap this show up. I do have a show tomorrow morning um on Wayne's channel. So just type in Wayne Breezy, though Wayne Breezy, that'll be there. I will share the audio on some of mine, but go support Wayne. He's such a good dude, does a lot for the community. And then Saturday early morning, I will be doing our preview show. Uh, Longhorns play 9 a.m. Pacific time for the Big 12 championship. Ooh, ooh, excited about that one. But um, I'll do a live early show Saturday morning, probably go live, I don't know, I guess around 8 a.m., uh, maybe a little before then, just so I can finish the time for the game. But appreciate you guys. It's going to be a hell of a week. And if you need anything from me, please don't hesitate to reach out. 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Uh, I'm sorry, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. Let me know. Till next time, you are the best. Stay strong, faithful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.